Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DMN host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I'm joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Say hello. 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 Sup. Sup. <laughs> it wasn't hello. Well, wasn't, technically. <laughs> technically. <laughs> technically correct. The best kind of correct. Name that share, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and they will be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Rogar McLeod, our paladin sorcerer. And, uh, yeah, last episode, they all leveled up. Level nine. Congratulations, you lot. Woo! We've been doing this for too long. Yeah, <laughs> um, we'd be doing it for a while. We, we started out very low level. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tiny little level ones getting killed by ghosts. Now, uh, big tough level nines. <laughs> te- te- technically, technically, only one of us has died. <laughs> Three times. Four. Once in Dreamlands. <laughs> Dreamlands. I was. How does Dreamlands count? <laughs> <laughs> they just do. And to be fair, to die only once during the entire Dreamlands, I think was a fucking good achievement. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yeah, that is true. I mean, in, in, in fairness, you had an ablative shield walking around with you most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a smart move on your part. Exactly. <laughs> Canary down the coal mine. <laughs> but yeah, level nine. So, I mean, before we actually jump in then, tell our listeners, what did you all pick at level nine? Uh, I chose another level in Paladin. Because and the ability score, because it meant plus the charisma, plus the con, and uh, Rogar's actually a tank now, as he was supposed to be. Mm, finally, <laughs> it's only taken nine levels, dude. I know, I know, but hey, my HP's over a hundred. I'm happy. Fucking hell. Yeah, says mine. Booyah. Oh, you guys are cunts. <laughs> well, in fairness, <laughs> Rogar's come a long way. <laughs> yeah, it's true. From his, from his very lowly H- HP. Yeah. Is that <laughs> with or without your temp HP? That's with temp. Okay. Uh, okay. That's mine's without. Fuck yeah, off, boy. Matt. Um, I got a, I, I, while I um, yeah, I took another level in fighter, so I've only just dipped into rogue for one level at the moment, but planning on potentially maybe sinking another couple in just so I can get that um, third level rogue fun later on. But that's future Tommy's issues. Right now, I just I took took another level of fighter, so um, level eight fighter, which is it's okay. It's the ability upgrade or um, a feat. And while I'm denied about feats for a long time, I really want to take luck, but I feel it's a bit jammy if two of us in the party have luck. So <laughs> I didn't. Um, that just makes me very lucky. Well, I feel like there's an unwritten rule that if two of you take luck, I have to kill one of you. So you're just putting it in my hands at that point. Well, exactly. If if it felt it felt a bit much. I did. I was very so close to um, taking the one. It's the um, magic initiate for Tommy. I thought that would be <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Um, the idea, the idea being that Tommy, Tommy, basically, for those of you who've not looked at this feat before, uh, you basically choose a class from bard, cleric, druid, sorcerer, warlock, or warlock or wizard, and you can pick two cantrips of your choice from that class's spell list and one first level spell slot. But the idea would be that Tommy doesn't want these spells and he's not using them willingly. 
Um, <laughs> so I was going to pick like things that would help him out when he was just doing normal stuff, as if it right. was just it, it was him casting it anyway, and it was really going to wind him up. So I may still do that at some point because I think that's really funny, but um, I'm not sure. Yeah, now that you've said it, I feel like you have to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 ne- next time I get an ability upgrade, if Tommy's still alive, I will I will do that because it does feel like it would be quite hilarious. But I, I figured, you know what, I could just do with, because I don't spend my grit points very much because my wisdom's pretty low. So, and, and your grit points is basically the only thing that I need wisdom for. Um, so I've, I've upped my wisdom now to a 16 and I've upped my con to an 18. So I got to go back and get more hit points, which is always good. Hmm. And um, I, mean, I get uh... a third, third grit point as well now. So, you know, it was it was kind of underwhelming, but it was, you know, solid foundations for more more adventurous level ups coming up. Getting both uh, wise and swole in Tommy's old age. Well, exactly. Yeah. What can I say? I've been doing some push ups and reading some books, but not the books that Rogar reads. <laughs> Still maintain that you can't read, Tommy. Yes, well, you are wrong, Sophia. <laughs> I think if, if if anything, you may be just trying to overcompensate for your very very limited ability to read now. Hey, hey, hey! I had tutors. I, I was yes, fine. you had tutors. Yeah. When's the last time you read a book? When you were twelve, probably. <laughs> yeah. Horrifying beasts and where to hunt them? Yes, uh, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. And Sophia took a level in cleric to get two more, well, one more level one spell and two level two spells. So that's exciting. Mm. Trying to get into Ooh. the more uh, interesting yeah. levels. Yeah. So we picked up, um, I picked up spiritual weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Can I technically get advantage if we flank somebody with spiritual weapon? Um, I would have to check spiritual weapon because I have a feeling it doesn't give advantage. But I'm not. Sure oh, I, I just thought that'd be. I really can't remember. Cool. I, I couldn't. I couldn't see anything that said whether it did or didn't. Um, when I was in in like the spell descriptions and stuff. So whether they've covered that in an errata or something like that, I don't know. But that might be a sage advice somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It'd be exciting. Well, I mean, it would be another thing that you can have to help give you advantage in fights. Yeah, well, I could just use one of my animals to give yeah, me advantage. Yeah. One, one of the three, I'm sure they'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> ah, um, actually, I did look it up. So according to our uh, illustrious Jeremy Crawford, flanking rule in the DMG applies to creatures, as indicated in the rule. A spiritual weapon isn't a creature. Um, Fair enough. So it does not count. There you go, creatures? live on air. <laughs> hey, yes, hey, one Joe. of your tigers will uh, give you yeah, advantage. That's fine. Spiritual weapon, no. <laughs> Bastards. Ah, so you're now all your powerful level nines. You're solid, what they call it, tier two, like midway through. Well, in fact, maybe even coming towards the end of tier two now. You're uh, going out into the big, big wide world against far more terrifying things. How many tiers are there? Please tell me there are like 50. Uh, I think it's four tiers it's split into. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're, 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 still, we're still below level 10 and there's 20 levels. So. Okay. Mm. So yeah, you're on your way. Yeah, I think you know. It's I am genuinely surprised we survived this long. <laughs> With yeah, these achievements. Yeah, level one to nine. That's nothing to uh, nothing to sneeze at. And I like to think I put you through a reasonable ringer to get you there. Hell yeah! I mean, Tommy's just had literally the last last two days have been the worst two days of his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think Tommy's had a bad week in general. Yeah, exactly. I mean, ever since I won like the um, Grand Champion Arena, everything's just gone to sh- up shit creek, basically. Ah, <laughs> uh, you never knew it was a cursed title. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. It's like like being on the cover of Madden. It's all downhill. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, with that, I guess I should probably start recapping what happened last week. Um, one of you decided to be heroic. You're welcome. I mean, <laughs> we, we're not clearly not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> For once in his uh, criminal street urchin life, Tommy decided to uh, put someone else ahead of him, jump into a burning building, and rescue someone. Well done, Tommy. <laughs> Maybe yeah, the first I mean, genuinely good act of the show. It may actually be that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, I feel like I was I was doing good when I was trying to save um, Valmin. That was a bit. Even then, it was a bit selfish because it was, you know, what he does for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still thinking about myself in that. But yeah, this was genuinely the first thing. I mean, you say, you say it was it was a good selfish selfless thing, but I mean, the, the, I had two options. One of them was just watch a woman burn to death. And the other one was try and do something. So I mean, <laughs> Look, I set the bar low for this group, <laughs> and I appreciate the fact you did because I, I I can come out feeling like a like a, a decent human being for once. That's Tommy's good deed of the year. I feel like Rogar would have rock, rocked up and just said, mm, "What smells like barbecue?" So you know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, if he if he if he liked cook cook meat, he'd have pulled some tail meat out and stuck it on a stick and roasted it. But you know, doesn't actually like the cooked meat, so maybe he just done it for effect. <laughs> and then just throwing the cooked meat away. <laughs> He's not denying it. No, I'm not, I'm not because I, because I, I clearly would. <laughs> How can I be the biggest dick here? <laughs> uh, uh. But yeah, the uh, your little group stumbled upon the uh, Milsh- uh, the village of Milshire. A place that Emmerich could lead you all towards as a way to maybe get some supplies, you know, rest your heads for the night so you're not just sleeping in the forest. And you found it partially on fire and having just been raided by some sort of violent horde of gnolls, creatures that none of you had come in contact with before, but you'd heard rumors of their viciousness and uh, cruelty. And you saw it on full display, given that most of the village seems to have either been killed or captured. And there is literally a handful of people left. You met uh, Benjamin, who was the man who was trying to put out the fire and failing. Rescued his wife, thank you, Tommy, and uh, went to check out a barn where there'd been some sort of demonic rituals going on, and a couple of the gnolls had stayed behind. You cleared them out, checked around in the blood, and uh, found a map drawn crudely on a piece of human skin that led you towards a camp up near the Shimmering River. And that's kind of where the episode sort of ended. You guys were deciding what to do for the night. You decided, well, we need to travel better as a group, so you're going to try to get some horses and carriages. And the only way to do that was to find a bigger town, which Emmerich said there is one directly to the west of you all. But that's uh, a job for tomorrow, because now it was time to sleep. And sleep you did. Indeed, we did, and oh, well, some of us did. Yeah, some of, it, some of you did. Peaceful dreams, you know, out night under the stars. What's not to like? Mm. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I mean, given how um, 
now underpopulated. I didn't mean to ask. Did, were you guys just trying to sleep in an empty bed in the small village, or have you all just camped outside? I think Rogar likes it under the stars. So yeah, I think I think yeah. we probably probably would have like because because one of us is keeping watch. It makes it makes it makes more, sense. Yeah, makes sense to be able to cause, sort of see everyone and make sure that nothing untowards going on. Plus, about the only place that's actually habitable left in the village, I think, is the um, slaughterhouse for the ghoul, the ghoul. So I mean, yeah. Well, Tommy, would you be comfortable sleeping underneath the stars, where it being so clear and trees just moving in the breeze? Well, you see, I'm hoping we're gonna sleep somewhere where it's fairly open, like you know, the clearing, because the village there shouldn't be too many trees like growing in the middle of it. So as long as I'm not seeing any trees as I'm looking up, it's fine. I could just pretend I'm like sleeping out rough outside a pub after closing time or something like that. We're in the forest, aren't we? <laughs> I assume you guys have just pogged yourselves in the middle of the street in the village. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, I'm looking up, I can see like some burnt architecture. It's fine. <laughs> it's like home. It's like the city, yeah. I've just had a strange thought. Why are any of us taking watch when we have a robot who can take watch and doesn't need to sleep? He does also need have to guard and uh, what's our current count? Twenty-eight civilians. Uh, I think I actually think it's twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He does need to power down for some time each night, though. Does he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Isn't that, isn't that right, Cookson? Yes. He needs only four hours, though. Yeah. He basically turns off completely for four eff- hours. Eff- effectively, we we all just need to like keep like an hour's rest or something. Yeah. An, an hour's right. watch, rather, and then we can all get a full rest, and now our four can do the rest. Okay, that's fine. Hmm. So, as you all drifted off to sleep, some of you had a nice peaceful night, ready to uh, set off on the uh, trip to this nearby town, first thing in the morning, I assume. But Pretty much, yeah. One of you didn't have the best night. <sighs> <laughs> Rogar. Yes? How are you doing? Um, uh, to be fair, I think he's Rogar's quite happy. Actually, is you know it's been his kind of day. <laughs> good vibes, good feel, good feel. You no, know, and uh, oh, nice full belly and whatnot. It's uh, it's not been too bad. All in all, hundred percent successful day. That's good. It's good. So Rogar, the moment you lie down on the floor and start looking up at the stars and you close your eyes it's like your eyes just immediately reopen back in the dream you stood right back in front of that tree made of flesh you see the field broken bones beneath your feet and you're back face to face with that peculiar creature who you came upon last you lay yourself to rest it stood there clad in that blackened armor holding that large greatsword, staring at you with eyes that you can't even see under this peculiar helmet that kind of stretches back. It's incredibly pale skin, just makes it look like a walking corpse. As it looks at you, curiously, and it starts walking towards you. I'll walk towards it. As you start to step forward, you feel things like tugging on your feet, and... You notice every time you put your foot down, 
seems to sink further into the shards of bone until before you realize it you're all the way up to your midsection and you can feel all these little bits of sharpened bone and teeth and nails and anything else that's hiding beneath the surface is just digging into your skin and your first thought is but i'm i'm fully armored it doesn't seem to matter beneath beneath the ground as they start to bite into you as the nightmare man gets closer when he stood right in front of you he's towering over you as you are stuck in the ground like this and it just sort of looks down at you almost curious um, can i can i like hold out a hand to what just proffer your hand well isn't like little help yeah little help <laughs> <laughs> so this is who they send curious little creature what use are you? Fair. I've done, I've done a fair bit that I'm, I'm assuming you don't know about, but then again, I'm not too sure who you are. I know you. I watched you. I've seen your work. And now, it's time to be of use again. Happy to be of service. It just sort of stares at you when you say that, as if it wasn't even expecting a response. It was just saying it, and it was a fact. Okay. You will bring to me the heart of the Titan King, the giant turned emperor. His children seek it, hunt them, stalk them kill them when they are of no use and bring me the heart bring it to Ganaran do not let the giants or their servants take it from you kill all who would try kill any that you find near the heart and destroy its resting place. Leave no trace intact. Do this. Sure, but what's in it for me? It looks at you, kind of cocks its head to a side just a little bit. Do this. Doesn't seem to be giving you any further reply unless you say anything else. Hmm. Uh, to be fair, no, Rogar wouldn't ask. Okay, so what do you do? Um, so, I'm assuming he still hasn't helped me up. No. What a dick. <laughs> Find out his name. He's just said his name. Oh, was it Gangaran? Mm, that didn't sound like his name, I'll say that. Oh, did it not? He said, bring it to Ganaran, which I'll let you do a history check on. All right, okay. History. It sounded like a name, but he wasn't. didn't make it sound like he was referring to himself. Okay, I rolled an 18. An 18. As confusing as this whole scene is, that name strikes a bit of a chord with you. Really ancient history, like something you may have read in, like, 
books about legends and myths and old history that people aren't 100% clear on what happened anymore. Okay. Gnarren. It was a city. In fact, it was the seat of an empire that existed thousands of years ago. And what you know of it with an 18 was it was essentially the seat of the empire of giants. Okay. It was where they once essentially tried to conquer all the lands around them from. Right, okay. And we know that Kren had some problems with giants. Well, not him him as an individual, um, Varadin, as I say. Okay. So, knowing that, Rogar's going to kind of look up you know, look at his hand, then look at this guy who's not helping him, then look back at his hand, and then back at this guy like, and you are... You will call me your new master. And you start to sink deeper into the bones, and you feel almost as if you're going to like a wood chipper, tearing at your feet below the surface as you try to like scramble an escape and the bones just keep falling down on you as you sink below the surface and you wake up. I would just wake up like, ah! And then check to see where my, my feet are still there. <laughs> Strangely, they do hurt, but they're still there. Fucking hell, Rogar, keep it down, mate. Some of us are trying to sleep. Hmm. I'm just rolled over. <laughs> Rogar just looks at Toby like, it's a bulletin. Uh, and then I, I mean, I'm assuming I'm awake before everybody else. Um, I'd say that definitely wake you up early, though. Tommy doesn't really sleep a lot at the moment. Bit of a light sleeper. Yeah, I finally just got my head down. Buddy Rogar shouting him out. <laughs> so, so everybody, everyone's awake then. They'll be getting up soon. I mean, okay. Still, it's uh first. It's coming up to first light essentially. All right. Are there, are there any like don't have to be any like villagers wandering around or anything, do there? Um, I mean, most of your citizens have sort of taken up camp wherever they could. Like, some of them are a little bit outside the city with the um, watch kind of looking over them. Some of them have just had to make do in the street. There's a few who were taken into, like, what was left of some of the homes and have kind of set up makeshift accommodations as best they could. Um, citizens of Millshire, most of them are still asleep at the moment. Okay. Right. Okay. That's fine. Um... I'm going to break out the phonetic manuscripts. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, pull out your evil book. Yep. And just... I have, a, I, have a, I have a feeling that it's not this person, but uh, I want to look up Niali Hotep. Nalafotep. Oh, oh, yeah. And the, the, the Americans say Niali Hotep, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier for me. <laughs> I mean, frankly, I don't think there's a an exact definition of how you're supposed to say it. <laughs> Neali Hotep. I should call him Neil. <laughs> <laughs> right, Neil! Yeah. See, I always go with Nalathotep. So, like, the Hotep is the, the Egyptian. Sounds more Egyptian, bit. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably how it should be said, but I said, ah, unless you would like me to stutter. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, going, I, I, I'm going with what I can say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, what what are you are you just looking up general information about him? Um, it. 
not so, not so much just general information. I want to know. So I want to know if, because I I would know that he doesn't normally take the form of this person of of, of the Nightmare Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I want to what I want to find out is, other than um, other than himself, mm-hmm. does he ever put like does he ever use other avatars or other you know other possibly great old ones gods whatever they may be to communicate people through their dreams because mm. i know he can come to people through the dream through your dreams but the way the nightmare man's talking is that he's not him so why would i do what the nightmare man's telling me to do and i want to know if there's like if there is like a you know a link between these two you know which makes rogar more inclined to actually do what this this entity is asking mm-hmm Okay. Well, do me and well, let's do a general, I guess, religion check to see what you know about this sort of stuff. And it's with advantage using your book on this particular yes. bit of lore. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Um, also, roll me a d one hundred. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Fifty-three. <laughs> Uh, you can never roll over a 65. Roll me another D100. Oh, an 88. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, this is always great. You are stunned. Oh. <laughs> so whatever you read is so shocking. <laughs> it literally stunned you. <laughs> 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 Tommy, you just hear Rogar gasp and then nothing else for a minute. <laughs> well, at least he's finally fucking climaxed. <laughs> uh. Ooh, right, with a, a 24, what do you know about Nalatotep, the crawling chaos? So you find out a fair bit with a 24 and using your book. You know that this entity is an outer god, a creature of tremendous power and of a position beyond what you would consider a traditional god of your realm is capable of. You know that unlike the gods of your realm, which embody a specific um, domain, so as uh, we discussed a couple of episodes ago, you and Sophia both kind of understand the concept of you get faith, you take over a domain, or you're given a domain, and that's how you become a god. It's kind of a, a few steps involved in terms of getting the right sort of power to contain that sort of strength and all the rest of it, but that's kind of the basic idea of becoming a god. An outer god does not need any of that. It is its own power. It does not need faith. It does not need people to know who it is. It simply is. And what you gain in general knowledge of the outer gods is that they are more concepts they embody part of reality they are not simply a creature that has become a god nalathotep specifically embodies a few things and he has a few different roles he embodies conspiracies dangerous knowledge forbidden arcana um lot the sorts of people who tend to worship um, the crawling chaos are doomsayers, mad spellcasters, misanthropes, 
unethical scientists, people who just want to sometimes just fuck shit up. Many want to watch the world burn kind of thing. Yeah. He is effectively the messenger of all the other outer gods, but what that means is he has more of a mind and direct speaking role that humans can comprehend. You would consider the other outer gods, some of them at least, are almost mindless, but that does not mean that they don't understand. It's just that their minds don't work on your level. It's like, as a human, try to understand what a gnat is thinking, and the gnat trying to understand what the human is thinking, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So lots of outer gods, like people who worship these things and end up accidentally summoning parts of them, it goes horribly wrong, not because the outer god was displeased at being summoned, simply because its existence is beyond the realm it's being brought into. As the messenger of them, Nalathotep will work with these other entities and both the outer gods and the great old ones who are kind of lesser creatures. It is known from what you read that um, it seems to take some sort of joy in interacting with these creatures and with mortals and there are parts of its personality, at least in these accounts that you're going through, that kind of remind you a bit of like a, a devil would. Like they, he likes to tempt people and um, play them off against each other and manipulate events. But one thing that is clear with the Outer Gods, and especially Nathaltep as well, is that they don't deny what you're looking for. Whereas a devil might try to almost trick you to a degree of what it's offering. An outer god will give you it, it just might not necessarily be what you actually wanted. As in, that's covered under his dangerous knowledge, logic, and forbidden arcana. You might ask for a spell that will bring about the end of the world, but when you cast it, you become a vegetable. Like, it's knowledge beyond your understanding, but they'd still give that to you. Yeah. Normally, worshipping of Nalathotep tends to take on the idea of worshipping all the outer gods, because he is... He both serves them and is one of them. As I say, he acts for them when they are otherwise not capable of acting on those lower levels. So it's a bit of a, a strange relationship. It both makes him one of the more powerful and dangerous outer gods because he's more willing to get hands on. Yeah. Um, so to your point about does he work with others? Yes, he will directly influence others. He will set about events to make certain things happen. He may set up cults for other outer entities. He may help bring forth his own messengers in the forms of the Great Old Ones to realities and planes and things like that. He will architect, architect these things and make certain that they happen through one way or another. As for his own forms, in terms of an avatar state of some, some uh, capacity, he is known as the creature of a thousand forms. He is infamous to this degree in that he will change shape, change genders, or change species change into some sort of weird alien monstrosity he will be it will be anything it'll even change its personality depending on what form it's in as well it's not always the same and you get that from all the accounts of this creature is when it appears you're not entirely certain what you're going to get yeah that's a that's kind of a broad thing um yeah in terms of working with others it will directly influence cults to it or the other outer gods it will give instructions and orders and it will orchestrate things so whether this nightmare man is being ordered to do these things by Nalathotep, you're unclear, but it's not beyond the realm of possibility. Yeah. Especially 
given that he seemed to appear during your little vision from the king in yellow who also seems to be involved in all this whether it's directly under Nartheltap or not, you're not certain, but they seem to have some sort of accord. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I get the so I get I get the I get the feeling that he is affiliated in some way, whether it's him or the actual him or or not. It may be that you know they're trying to sway me or what I'm trying to do in a certain direction. Okay. Um, I'll give you one other thing that you would realize because you spent so long in the dreamlands. Okay. The dreamlands have a feel that you as a dreamer, when you're there, can control events. So you know that you teleported around, you changed how you looked through yep. sheer force of will and a thought. Yep. In that dream you just had, you were panicky, you were trying to escape, you were trying to do anything, and none of it seemed to work. You could not force yourself out of the ground. You could not force yourself to attack this creature. It seemed to have complete overriding control, which is not something you've ever experienced in the Dreamlands yet. But that's just something that's uh, curious that your state yeah. of mind, even in like an adre- adrenaline fueled mode, could not override what this creature was doing to you. Hmm. That is very interesting, actually. Hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam. Yeah. Yes, you got that reference. <laughs> yeah. Each sleep will be um, maybe Rogar's leap home. <laughs> wow. So, uh, with your uh, early morning reading done, I assume we're just starting the day now. Yeah, I think so. Makes yeah, sense. I think I'm unfrozen. So <laughs> let it go, Rogar. Let it go. God. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I guess we're going to get started on warning stuff. Do my prayers. Get some breakfast. Yep. Do, you pre- do my prayers. Seems like you've got, there's, there's more prayers on the menu this time. Mmm. Tempting. Indeed. Um, I'll say this. I mean, some of the city guard will do their best to try, see if there's any sort of game in the area to hunt to try help the civilians because this village isn't offering you much and you've got 27 quite hungry people uh, plus the guards themselves. I mean this place is a bit slim pickings. Um, Benjamin will try organize a bit of a, a group breakfast to a degree but he doesn't have much to give. So what is the plan? Are you heading well directly west through the forest to get to this other larger town? Uh yeah, pretty much. It was it was it was the way that the um wasn't the way that the uh Knowles went, was it? No, they went no, north. The, yeah, they went northwest. Right. So we don't think we're going directly into their path. So I think it was just gonna be me and Sophia going quick I don't and... think we should split the party. Why? Because how many times have we split the party and it's just not gone well? Yeah but your option are you two and our four go mm. and move relatively quickly, or why are you slow? Every why am I slow? Mm. He's not. He's cl- well, he's, he's he's clunky, but then so is our four. Yeah, so is our four. Um, at and regular I, pace, it's going to take you a full day to get there through the woods. And with, I mean, with Rogar with us, the only same, same. Yeah, it, really. uh, the the only thing is well, safety in numbers and all that, but also. Unless you've got any particular reason you want to stay behind, Rogar, 
my, you know, returning to a little bit more normal, Tom here. If if we come back and everyone's dead, well, not the end of the world, is it? Wow. Uh, if, we, if, <laughs> if if we come back and you've been ambushed and you got Emmerich and fuck all back up for an army of gnolls, I mean, don't doubt your fighting prowess, mate. But if we're we're effectively a day away, not a lot we can do. Well, Rogar's thinking is. We can either bring everybody in this village. So let's say, including the 26, 27 people that we have left, sorry, plus the people left in the village, let's call that another 10, plus the guards and Emmerich. We're like a group of, you know, 40 odd people. Yeah, we're not bringing everyone through with the us. woods. Yeah. Just thinking about bringing you. Just you. Leave, yeah. But... Leave them under the protection of the guards. Come back. They've been ambushed. No arm, no foul. <laughs> for, also, a man we... who, for a man who yesterday was like so upset that you know Varadin got trapped in a dome, oh, I'm, you, I'm you, see, you, seem pre- you seem pretty happy to be like, oh, we, we spent, we saved these people and we worked our asses off to do it. We but did. now, welcome. We did. <laughs> we did. But we're also dealing with our lives in our hands every day, and I feel like if we go. With you as well, we might stand a bit more of a chance if we come into any any damage. And if the whole army of Knowles comes back, doesn't matter if you're here or not. Probably. It does. It does. You reckon you could take him? I reckon I could take a fair number of them, yeah. And I reckon that there'll be some civilians left over. But without me, I don't think there'll be any at all. What makes you think they're going to come back? I don't, but that's that's what I mean Probably not. Probably not going to come back. Probably we're going to walk into something. It's just going to be me, Sophia, and Arthur. But I mean, that's fine. We can do that. Oh, it's just an option. No, no. I, I, you know, Rogar understands your uh, your uh, concerns there, uh, Tommy. But you know, <laughs> this seems like one of the few occasions where splitting the party, so to speak, is in the best interests of, you know, everybody. Saving all of these people. Saving Baradin. Yeah, I don't buy it. <laughs> he's either going to convert them, or if the gnolls come, he's going to feed them to the... Feed Do an them insight him. check, then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can insight check Rogar, and Rogar, either. I don't know if you're lying or not, so make your roll one way or the other. It's a five, um, so it doesn't really matter, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a nat one. <laughs> Remember, I have disadvantage. <laughs> Even so, I rolled a five. I was like, That's n- nothing's happening there. <laughs> right, so no persuading for you then? Yeah, so well, I mean, what does Tommy learn? Are you being genuine? <laughs> yeah. So it was a persuasion versus a, yes, rather than a deception. So, oh, okay. I mean, straight from that, I can tell he's, he's trying to tell me the truth. But I, I, I still feel like he might have some ulterior motives. Like, but I'm not quite, not entirely sure what they are, because generally when Rogar doesn't want to follow the rest of the party, he has something up his sleeve. I've learned that by now. And yeah. um, while you guys are discussing, I mean, Emmerich will come over and be like, I mean, I'm happy to stay here with the City Watch and, well, try to keep these civilians safe. I can give you all directions to the town. It's not too far. Why not leave me and R4 and then you're happy, Tommy, that, you know, and you take Emmerich with you. He's going to be a bit more stealthy than me and R4. 
and he knows the way. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's also in full play. Um, I, I also I would just like to point out, out of character, that feels like a DM hint that it might be better not to split the party, but... Right, well, I mean, if that... Do whatever, okay. Do whatever you want. Well, because I just think, like, how many times has, um, um, as Cookson said, well, I planned this fight for a party of five or four and or three, and it's just like, yeah, we, we're always missing one or two people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I can't be bothered I mean, rolling for an NPC. Realistically, <laughs> yeah, realistically, if it, it feels like the the guards have probably got this, it, it, it's unlikely they're going to come back. But I mean, if 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 Rogar has something he wants to do, then that's fine. Then no. you can argue the toss for this, and we'll probably no. Yeah. Well, genuinely, I don't actually have any opportunity <laughs> this time. Okay. I genuinely, for it, think it, you know, I, I I get where you're coming from then, but but I, I would I would say that you know the guards have probably got it. And right. If, okay. And 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 it, and it's more more likely that we'll with with what's what's going on in the forest. We don't know what else is going on. This may not be the only village that's been absolutely trashed. Um, that's true. And we might we might encounter other parties of gnolls or, or worse creatures in the forest while we're looking for this place. So okay. it feels it feels like we encounters maybe afoot. Okay. But, I'm cool. Let's go then. More, right. more, let's make some tracks. Do it. Okay, so I take it you say your goodbyes and uh, leave the villagers, the guard, and Emmerich behind? Yep. Okay, so you start making your way west through the woods. Now I need to ask, um, standard walking would take you a day to get there, and it's up to you whether you want to do this as a standard walk, like a march, or you want to run, or you want to be stealthy. What's the, what's the choice? Running makes it a little bit quicker, stealthy makes it a bit longer. Running um, is there like a minus to I don't know. I'm voting running because what is the point in Rogar trying to stealth? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean the the only thing is I yeah, the only thing I'd say about that is if we came into like anything slightly suspicious up on the road ahead, we might want to stealth up to it or might want I might want to stealth up to it before we just blunder into anything. But I guess if we're running, we're kind of not going to get the option. If we were marching, we might but then, you and also, is, is there is there any like sort of yeah again out of game? Is there any negatives to if we run it? Yeah, you're essentially being more obvious to everything in the area. Yeah, I mean, like to, if we go into a fight, we're not going to be like we'll get point, point, points of exhaustion or anything like that, though. Uh, not for the length of time you'll be running. No. Okay. Um, run it then. Should we should we should we, should we run the first bit, and then as we get further away, we can we can take it a little bit slower. Yeah. Because um, obviously we're not, we're probably not going to encounter something like within the first like hour or so, a couple of hours outside this place, because we would have probably heard or seen it. You know, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I, but as we, uh, you know, set off, I'm gonna cast Fine Steed. That's a good and, idea. And I want a camel <laughs> in the in in the forest. Forest camel. Yeah. Forest camel. In a demonic forest camel. Yes. So then I can ride it. <laughs> Called Humphrey. It's got to be. <laughs> okay. I mean, you summon up the Eldritch Humphrey. It <laughs> looks mostly like a camel. It has one hump, but the hump seems to move on its own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That thing's already creeping me out. <laughs> and uh, since, since I've done that, while I'm now riding Humphrey, um, I, I'm going to use the Pearl of Power to regain my second level spell slot that I burnt. Okay. Yeah. Is that a reusable thing, the Pearl of Power? Yep. Oh. How many times do you use it? Once a day. I think it's once a day. Oh, that's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. It's not bad. It's not bad. Tommy, do you want me to throw some animals? I don't know. You might oh, yes. end up it's... like using something shit. It's it's a new day, so you could. Why don't you? Why not you chuck an animal, and then you've got a couple of backup animals you could lob in combat if you want. Okay. We, we, we could get an animal and see what we see what we what it is and whether it could scout ahead for us. Ooh, that might be a shout. Right, let's roll. Or foresty up. animal like another camel, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's like oh. that's like three eights that I've got. Three tigers. Nice work, Flo Exotic. Nice work. <laughs> Try and not kill this one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh. Let, let's let's not let's not let's not cull our tigers. No, not let's not. No. Right. Oh god, yeah. Do you, will it um, hold Tommy and I? Oh god, no. Oh. No, it's fine. When you when you send the tiger um, up up ahead a bit, um, yeah, it is faster than you. It's it's faster than and it's and it's camouflaged <laughs> with, with stripes. <laughs> well, that's that's why tigers have got the stripes, right? Um, <laughs> So it's so it's it's less likely to get spotted by an enemy than than we are clomping through as we run yeah. through like Gimli barreling into trees and <laughs> hunting. Sounds good. We'll send him a send him. I say we do that. Rogar doesn't. Rogar rides his fucking camel, <laughs> <laughs> weighing ah. side to side, getting slightly seasick on this this hump that seems to move independently from the rest of the camel. Is is it <laughs> still called Dwayne? No, no, is it called Humphrey now, is it? Okay. It is called Humphrey, the, the, the camel, yeah. Okay. The camel is called Humphrey. Okay. The bat is called Dwayne. Well, okay. And there are many yeah. other creatures that could be involved. Well, this tiger's called Carol. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Off we go. Um, yeah, Tommy's not liking this, by the way. Uh, you can see I'm, I'm a bit jittery, and um, his fingers keep caressing kind of the, the, the butts of his um, pistols, just, just in, in their holsters. Just kind of itching a little bit, like he's ready to draw them at any second, because all these trees are you know, sprouting around. And as he looks towards one, it seems like the way the branches are lying perfectly forms this symbol. Mm-hmm. And he just he looks away as soon as he can and just shakes his head. Just in my mind. Just in my mind. Well, with that dark omen, omen on the horizon, you all set off into the woods. And apparently are a roving circus, so no <laughs> subjects. <laughs> Actually, that's a good cover story. If we come across something we literally cannot face, let's let's see if we can bluff our way out. Baradin's <laughs> traveling circus. Traveling circus. <laughs> roll up, roll up. Come see the two beasts that we have. <laughs> the other two are resting in my pocket. <laughs> so. You set off at a bit of a pace, and I'll say this, going at maximum speed, that means you'd arrive at this town um, basically just as it's getting to nightfall rather than the next morning. So 
It might be a good thing, might be a bad thing, don't know. But that's the pace you're going with. So you start running through the woods. And I mean, it's hard going because there's not a clear path, but Emmerich has given you pretty clear instructions of where to go. And I mean, at least Sophia is used to trekking through uh, the wilderness, so she can uh, take the lead a little bit at times. And your tiger is scouting ahead. And I'd say a little over half the day goes by. You're probably getting to about 3 p.m.-ish when you hear in the distance a slight growl from your tiger and it comes loping back towards you quickly and it kind of growls at you, Sophia, and indicates that you should follow it. Right, let's follow, follow Carol. Let's, let's, let's drop, the, drop the pace and a bit, bit more cautiously now. I guess... As, as we're moving forward, I'm probably going to take a perception check as well. Just Yeah, uh, do me a perception check, Tommy, as you all approach whatever has got Carol spooked. A 12. Natty 1. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, uh, natty I, one. I, yeah, I still get a 12 from a natural 1. Yeah, my passive perception is now 21. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you uh, head through the woods, you come across an area that's slightly less dense in terms of trees and it opens up a little bit and you immediately see Tommy what's got Carol spooked there are about four bodies hanging from trees completely flayed and you see lots of little paw prints all over the ground that if you want to do me a nature check I'd uh, give you an idea of what came by here I can give it a punt <laughs> a 19 fuck yeah nice. <laughs> having encountered them yesterday and putting some context clues together you guess that maybe the gnolls came through here possibly even before they got to the uh, Milshire village right so this is older well I mean yeah uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of defer to Rogar do you reckon these corpses are older um got the nose for it you can try to cut one down if you want they're kind of hanging from the trees at the moment uh, well uh, sat on Humphrey can I reach one um, yeah, I suppose a camel's quite tall. You'd probably reach a leg. Um, <laughs> Please don't eat it. The toes want to know how old it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. I'll have, I'll, have a, I'll have a bite of the foot. Okay. You have a bite of the foot and close your eyes and try to get an idea of this person's last moments. As you focus on the memory and it begins to form, you open your eyes and you are dressed in sort of commoner's garb. You were being dragged across the grass, dragged through the mud and the foliage by some horrible hyena-like creature that Rogar would recognize as a knoll, but this man is just terrified of. The vague memories you're getting is that you were grabbed from a building a few days ago, thrown into a cage, and apparently tonight you're going to be either a sacrifice or food, you're not certain, but you are terrified. Your fingernails are breaking off as you try to claw into the ground as these creatures are dragging you forward. Eventually, as you scream, one of them comes over to you, and this knoll that you see here is the largest knoll you've ever seen. He is a big, hulking brute, and he just brings his claw down Cross your chest in a single rake, and you just watch blood just pool all over your clothes as the light goes out in your eyes, and that's the last memory of this man. 
Okay. Does Rhaegar recognize that? No? Is that the one we killed yesterday? No, this one was much bigger. Maybe the thing that they were... Actually, no. They were making the thing last night, last time, weren't they? They were making something, but they yeah. also... They also mention they also worship something. So a few things got mentioned just to jog your memory. Um, the little girl Jess told you they were summoning demons, and there was a yep. big centaur-like armored creature that left with the horde. Uh, that seems to be one of those deep demonic creatures. Um, the knoll, the fang of Yinogu, the demonic one, mentioned a another knoll by name, the name of Beroth, who. You don't know whether maybe he was leading the uh, the raiding party. Yeah, which makes me think that could be him. Yeah, so that's what you know. Cool. Well, so, yeah, I'll relay that back to these guys. So it must be a day, couple of days old for me to actually get a vision from it. Right. So, right. Well, we know they're not cut, they're not heading in this direction anyway, which is something. Um, feel like we should probably cut these bodies down. Whether you want to take the time. I mean, Rogar will happily leave him. Oh, I hate being a good character. It's only going to take take a few seconds, isn't it? Really? Well, maybe you should join the Whispery Man, then. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Recruitment is always open here at Whispering Inc. (laughs) It it, it really is. I mean, I've got some wonderful books you can read <laughs> got some literature you can leave on the, t- on the table you know, you know. I'll take a flyer <laughs> <laughs> oh it's just blood lovely <laughs> it's flayed it's a flayer <laughs> it's blood on skin yay yeah okay <laughs> um yeah I mean if it doesn't take too long and isn't gonna oh the tiger can help like make a like a hole get, a ti- get the tiger to start digging you can um Say my prayers over the Say body. Your prayers and yeah, and uh, I mean, probably um, you could probably shoot them down with regular arrows, couldn't you? No, I'm sure works. between the group of you, it wouldn't be that difficult to cut these bodies down. Yeah, which we don't want to waste too much time on it, but shallow grave is better than leaving them up. Yeah, that's true. We don't want them to be eaten by um, other. Uh, well... <laughs> Wait, what? I mean, yeah. So, uh, how how good are you for tell me, dude? Um, oh, I've still got, I've still got a fair, I've still got a fair whacker. Tell me, um, you know, and fair enough. You, you, you don't need any of these bodies, then. Hey, these bodies aren't for offer. Well, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I can, I can, I can take a fi. Uh, yeah. a nibble. I mean, I, 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 I'd say, I'd say it might be a good idea if you weren't specifically watching, Sophia. Mm. Or if, I... you know, weren't involved in the conversation. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. The part. Okay, let's just say I wasn't part of that conversation because I part of me knows that what happens when Rogar doesn't eat. So that's let's 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 let's, 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 say, let's say you were busy preparing your blessings um, for, the, yeah. for the bodies on their journey to Clenvor's domain. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I mean, at the minute, you know, I, I, I no, I've got two Mego arms. You know, I, I didn't eat a full one. I've got two nori arms. I've got eighty pounds of tail meat. Eighty pounds of tail meat. That was a lot of tail. I mean, to be fair, he was mostly tail. tail. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> I mean, Sophia, you can go for a quick walk while uh, Rogar does what he wants to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I say you, you could be preparing your yeah your your speech and stuff. This is the first time, I guess, you've had to actually inter bodies. 
probably yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I am gonna, uh, you know, I, I, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take, I'll take a, I'll take a leg. I think I can fit a leg in my bag. So just, we just, and I just, I'll just kind of move the corpse onto its side in the pit so Sophia doesn't see it because I'm yeah. not. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just smoothing the waters. You know, I'm not. Cookson, my my deity wouldn't like this, would would he? If you were a part of it, I'm sure not. Desecrating corpses is not a thing Kalimvor is a fan of. No, you're not watching that bit. Okay, I'm not seeing. (laughs) You're you're busy busy preparing. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. Funeral rites. You can be off trying to think of a passage from uh, some of Kalimvor's teachings to read over these bodies if you want. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. Okay. So, while the rest of the group are defacing corpses, as they yeah. all want to do. Uh, Sophia, you're a, a little bit away preparing what you want to say as you hear the ground start to shake a little bit and you hear voices that you don't understand the language of. Tell me, though, do you speak giant? Me? No, uh, Sophia. All right. Um... No, I do not speak giant. You speak a lot of languages. Yeah. Giant, isn't it? Yeah. And giant's a rare one. So, Sophia, as the ground is shaking and you're wondering what's going on, you just hear a... <laughs> as three large creatures push their way through the forest, heading towards this little butchery campsite you've stumbled upon and I'm going to load up a map as you, as you watch two humanoid creatures I mean you've seen giants before and these look kind of familiar except two of them have two heads apiece and the heads seem to be talking to each other <laughs> they're large and carrying kind of like big spike clubs and uh, like a very rough homemade looking battle axe and in between the pair of them you see a creature you've never seen before a grotesque large green monster with long clawed fingers and like long arms that come down almost to the ground and it is snarling with these nasty looking fangs and these glowing green eyes and uh, do me a nature check. See if you have any idea what that is. <laughs> Can I put guidance on myself to get an extra d4? I would say not in this scenario when you're being jumped and I'm just giving you oh, okay. to Fair enough. what it is. At least I remembered it. Hey, Tommy. You can normally. Just saying. But not yeah, you're being jumped. Not as a freebie. No, I can do it on yeah, myself. Not, not okay. on a snap decision, but yeah, if, you, if you've got time to think about something, then yes. 14. 14? Yeah. You think this thing might be a troll? Ooh. Oh dear. Ooh. It's, a, it's not a cave troll, though, no? Uh, you don't know. But we're gonna roll some initiative. Oh. Oh dear. Anybody got any and... fire damage? <laughs> <gasps> Why is 22. he? 22! <gasps> He critical his initiative, Christ. which is terrible because that, he's just wasted his natural. <laughs> I've just wasted my nat twenty on an initiative roll. Twenty. I, know. Oh, I get advantage. Get Twenty-two as well. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen. Middle of the pack. 
Two twenty twos, guys. Jeez. <laughs> right, well, you guys rolling that ones. <laughs> yeah, my that yeah. one was first, and then then I got twenty two. So. Well, let's hope we continue to roll just as well for the rest of the battle. <laughs> well, I think for that, we'll find out next week. Oh. But it's a troll. Are they walking the troll? Foldy roll. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's a pet troll. Yeah. <laughs> Which one's taller? Um, they're about the same height, actually. Oh, Maybe okay. the, the two-headed giants might be a little bit taller. Well, um, Maybe they're like having a menage a trois. Oh, wait a minute. There's four, five heads. Menage sink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave you to ponder your imminent death by giants. Why did I have to be far away from. Because you didn't want to anger your god even more. <sighs> At least you still got your spells. Yeah, that's true. 20 um... foot away from me. Hey, there's a camel. There's <laughs> a camel. There's a two pumped can- camel. <laughs> Yeah, the second hump phases in and out of reality. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, hope you enjoyed uh, your first trip into the woods in a long-ass time. (laughs) It is as well, isn't it? Yep. I don't like the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fucking like the woods. We know, Tommy. (laughs) She always helps you either. (laughs) Not today. Nasty woods. Horrible place. Yeah. Good cobblestone streets under your feet. All this bloody grass and shit. Uh, well, I hope everyone listening at home enjoyed. Bit of a shorter one this week, but uh, don't worry. Next week I'm going to kill the party with giants. <laughs> and the to. troll. And the troll. Don't forget the troll. And the troll. Oh, yeah, trolls. Lots of fun. Now maybe the troll is just going to hang back and, you know, maybe get tagged in occasionally. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe, 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 maybe they'll just all fail. They'll all run away from us because you know, heroes of Aradin and all that. Word travels around these parts. <laughs> At the end of the day, we all know they're afraid of the scary camel. Exactly. <laughs> I think we're all oh, slightly totally. afraid of that camel, except you, Rogar. <laughs> it's not a natural camel. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> I've not even seen a camel before, and I know that's not what they're supposed to look like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, if you uh, enjoyed the show, do be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash GTMP. If you want to get in touch with any of us, we're all on Twitter. I am there as at TreasonNo, and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. And we also have a Facebook group and a WordPress website, all under Gunpowder, Treason, No Plots. And I will hand you over to my uh, esteemed co-hosts to say their own goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on Lost Art Wrestling and Lost Art Podcasting. They're available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAOW Podcast. And maybe one day, I'll be in the Rescar Cafe on Rescar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Only open for takeaways. And as usual, if you'd like to hear more from me, I'm afraid you can't. But I do have a little message. From Kurt Van Helsing again. So, Tommy's technically kicked me out of the apartment. Apparently, he doesn't trust me anymore after some of the stuff I've been telling you guys. Joke's on him, though. I've disguised my bed as a five foot by five foot box that looks exactly like a bath.
So absolutely no chance he'll ever find I'm still living there. Poor guy. <laughs> poor, poor guy. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. fair. <laughs> Today, you're going to be killed by the manticore, which has a vaguely humanoid head, the body of a lion, and legs of a dragon. Its long tail ends in a cluster of deadly spikes that can impale prey at an impressive range. I remember the manticore I threw at you. Fun times. Yeah, yeah. the manticore king you threw at us. Yeah. <laughs> He's not king no more. Nope. We dethroned the motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> We're into regicide in this um, podcast. Yeah. Definitely a theme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. See ya. Hey, this is Paul. This is Beth. I'm Emily. And we're from On The Shoulder. Uh, The show you just listened to is part of the Necropodicon Network. That's Necropodicon. Necropodicon! (laughs) If you're looking for some uh, D&D adventures in a modern world with devils, davers, and... Dicks. Yeah, there sure are. Um, And Daytoise. And Find us on the Necropodicon Network. Uh, www.necropodicon.com Smell you later. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com Epic games need epic music.